It's a special episode of the Greatest List Podcast. In this episode, we're counting down the top 10 songs from 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, Judas Priest. Are you ready? Take it away, Eric. Welcome to another special episode of the Greatest List Podcast. This is the second of our spotlight episodes for the 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. And in this episode, the spotlight is shining on the heavy metal icons themselves, Judas Priest. When Jason and I were mapping out these special episodes, Jason informed me that he didn't really have a history with the band or the music. I, on the other hand, have been a fan of this band since I was a teenager, so I had no problem at all flying solo for this episode. Let's get personal. So where do I begin? I started playing guitar when I was 15 years old. And I didn't really want to learn music theory or how to read music or any of that kind of stuff. I just wanted to learn how to play rock and roll. So the way my teacher would teach me how to play was he would give me a song and start showing me all the parts of that song. And every week we'd work on it more and more until I could play along with the tape. And once I could play the whole song, uh, we'd move on to a new song. And out of those first dozen or so songs that we worked on, a couple were Judas Priest songs. And in fact, the first actual solo that he taught me how to play was a Judas Priest song. So as my musical tastes naturally moved towards more guitar-oriented rock, uh, Judas Priest became one of the bands I listened to on a regular basis. By the numbers. Judas Priest was formed in Birmingham, England in 1969, but nobody from what we consider the classic lineup of the band would join the band until 1970. That classic lineup being Rob Halford, K.K. Downing, Glenn Tipton, Ian Hill, and Dave Holland. This lineup produced six studio albums and one live album over the period of 1980 through 1991. Overall, the band has recorded 18 albums, sold 50 million records worldwide, and has been nominated for five Grammys and earning one. They were also one of only two heavy rock bands invited to play at Live Aid in 1985, the other one being Black Sabbath, who is also from Birmingham, England. Now, I could easily make a list of 20 songs for these guys, but we're trying to keep these episodes to 10 songs, so I'm going to keep my focus on the years of 1980 through 1991, when the band had their most commercial success. Number 10. Coming in at number 10 is Johnny Be Good. This is a pseudo cover of the Chuck Berry tune. Uh, in actuality, the only thing it has in common with Chuck Berry's version are the lyrics, as Judas Priest wrote brand new music for their version. It was actually written to be included on the soundtrack for the 1988 movie Johnny Be Good starring Anthony Michael Hall. And even though the movie was a complete flop, I loved it and I still quote it to this day. The song also found its way onto Judas Priest's 1988 album Ram It Down and the video went into heavy rotation on MTV. It's not a song they've performed very much live and I'm probably in the minority for liking it. It has a great solo and a great breakdown right after the solo. Number 9 Coming in at number 9 is a song called Locked In. This song is from their massively successful 1986 album Turbo. It was the second of three singles from the album, and all three had videos on MTV that were incredibly popular. I love Rob Halford's voice on this song, and I love how, how much control he has while he's singing. Uh, it also has a great back-and-forth soloing section between KK and Glenn, and I love how it modulates down for that section, then back up into the main riff. Number 8 Number 8 is Heading Out to the Highway, a song from the band's 1981 album Point of Entry. This album gets lost quite a bit because it sits between two of Priest's greatest albums, British Steel 
and screaming for vengeance. And to be honest, the album's a little forgettable. It's not one of my favorites, but this is my favorite song on the album though. The drums are so strong and in your face. And I love all the fills he plays. They fit nicely with the guitar riff and with Halford's vocals. Number seven. Number seven is Free Will Burning. It was, a hard, it was hard to pick a song from this album, but this is probably my favorite. It's from, the, it's from the 84 album, Defenders of the Faith. I love the tempo of this song because it's from start to finish, it never slows down. Uh, and Halford's speed lyrics in the middle are just ridiculous. Um, in 1987, the band put out a double live album, and the version of this song on that album is even more up-tempo than this. And it actually fits it better. Number six. At number six, we have The Hellion and Electric Eye. These are actually two tracks on the album, but one is just the intro for the other, so I'm considering them one song. 1982's Screaming for Vengeance is considered the band's most commercially successful album, and this song is the opening salvo for the, for the first side of the album. Such a strong opening. Uh, Priest knows how to write great heavy metal riffs, and this is just one example. There's a breakdown right after the solo section. That is what I refer to as a stomper. It just makes you want to stomp your feet and bob your head back and forth. It's so good. Number five. Number five is Breaking the Law. If people know one song from Judas Priest, it's probably this one, as it was prominently featured on MTV's Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> this is from their 1981 album, British Steel, which is considered by many to be one of the greatest metal albums to come out of the 80s. Another great riff to open the song, the snare drum. The snare drum just pops and they go right into it. My favorite part of the song though is in the middle breakdown and Rob Halford screams, you don't know what it's like. And uh, it just goes back into the song. It's such a, it's such a great scream um, and only Rob Halford could do that. Number four. At number four, we have Living After Midnight, another song from the British Steel album. It's got another one of those great stomping riffs and grooves. Uh, also, this is one of the songs I mentioned at the top of the show. It was the first solo I learned, and it's like muscle memory. I could still pull this one out and play it. Rob Halford uh, is in top form on this album, and no one else could sing this song like him. Number three. Number three is You've Got Another Thing Coming, another song from their Screaming for Vengeance album in 1982. If there's another song besides Breaking the Law that people will recognize from this band, it's this one. This video was in heavy rotation on MTV's Headbangers Ball and features an uptight conservative businessman basically being stalked by the band until the music literally makes his head explode. I'm not even joking. Look it up on YouTube. It's freaking amazing. Um, it's another great metal riff, another Rob Halford shining moment, and the solo uh, is one of my favorites, and I love playing it. Number two. Coming in at number two is Turbo Lover. This was the first single from the Turbo album in 86. This album represents a bit of a change for the band. Uh, it was the first album that Tipton and Downing prominently used guitar synthesizers on most of the songs. So the sound was a huge departure from previous albums. Also, their wardrobe changed uh, quite a bit. There was less chains and spikes and more color added to their typical black leather. It was seen by many as an attempt by the band to be more accessible to a wider audience as they became more and more popular on MTV. It's a great album and this is a great song regardless. Uh, the guys use the guitar synthesizers perfectly on this song and it adds such a great element to the sound. Uh, a few minutes ago I mentioned the Double Live album the band put out in 87. That album's version of this song is a little heavier and I think it serves the song perfectly. Number one. So here we are at number one. 
the Painkiller album was the last album produced by the classic lineup. And if the two previous albums, Turbo and Ram It Down, were viewed as more pop-driven metal, this album shuts all that down. The album is hard, heavy, and fast. It's also peak Rob Halford. His voice is amazing. I saw them live three or four years ago. Halford was 68 years old at the time, and he pulled off every vocal of every song, just like this sound on the album. There's nothing radio or MTV-friendly about this album. It's awesome. And the title track is my absolute favorite and is not for the faint of heart. The drum intro is ridiculous, and the main riff grabs you by the throat and does not let go. The song starts at full speed and never slows down or lets up. So those are my 10 songs. I'm glad to see the guys get inducted on their fourth nomination. As pioneers of the metal genre and because of the influence they had and continue to have on so many bands, it's definitely well-deserved. Don't forget this episode, like all of our episodes right now, are sponsored by HalloweenCostumes.com. You can save 20% on your next order by clicking the promo link in today's show notes. But don't wait too long because the 20% offer expires Halloween night. Thanks for listening to this special episode of The Greatest Lists, and we'll see you back on the regular countdown soon. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.